Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT companies and their efforts to go global. Today is Friday, October 16th, 2020. Our guest for this episode is Yaroslav Ajnyuk, who is the CEO and a founder of the Ukrainian company PetCube. Welcome, Yaroslav. How are you? Hello, hello. Uh, thanks so much. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. And thanks so much for agreeing to come on the podcast today. Sure, my pleasure. So it's been a while. Um, I last interviewed you for an earlier podcast in July of 2017. And then um, on Ukrainian Digital News, I profiled you in a five-part series I did in 2019 called um, The Cultivators, talking about uh, Ukrainian entrepreneurs and what they've been doing on a global stage. So I'd like to catch up with you about what you've been doing since 2017, but I think we should start off first with talking about PetCube and how it was founded and why. Where did you come up with the idea for PetCube? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, we founded the company together with two of my co-founders in uh, 2012. So it's uh, like eight years ago. Um, and uh, the idea came to my co-founder, Alex, who is a chief technical officer. He created a camera with an interactive laser toy to entertain his dog remotely. And then he rea re realized that uh, many people around the world need ways to connect with their dogs and cats and other animals. And just like we humans are connected with uh, computers and smartphones and the internet, um, we need that, that, that kind of connection to our pets who are like children for many people. So we started the company on, on an idea of creating this technology first, pet parents oriented company, kind of like Apple for pets. Uh, that was, that was the, the short version to explain it back in the day. And what it evolved into is, uh, that we understood and kind of formulated this mission to uh, connect pets to the internet and give them a voice. And, and that, that sounds kind of aspirational, but you know, uh, but by giving them a voice, what we really mean is understanding pets. And that is possible with the, the current state of artificial intelligence technology and just analyzing different data from how pets move uh, during the day. So the, the company basically sells designs, manufactures, and sells uh, interactive pet cameras. We currently have three products on the market, PetCube Play, an interactive pet camera with a laser, PetCube Bite, an interactive pet camera with a treat dispenser, and PetCube Cam, just an interactive pet camera with a vet chat built in. And it's uh, the newest product that was recently launched. Yaroslav, back in 2017, when I first spoke with you, I think the size of the U.S. pet care market was somewhere around $70 billion. Has it grown much since then? Yeah, that's correct. It has grown. It was actually 
recalculated, they've changed the approach, and it's now considered to be around $100 billion expected this year. It grows about 5% year over year. Interesting. And who are your main competitors out there? It's a good question. Uh, you know, since we're making home cameras for human pet interaction, our, our biggest competitors by market share are currently companies like um, Apple and uh, sorry, Amazon and, and Google, who are making these home cameras uh, like Blink or Ring by Amazon or uh, Google Nest, uh, and these are big camera manufacturers and. Uh, People are buying these cameras to watch their pets remotely. Those cameras are not interactive in any way, and they don't have like software features to interact with pets. So that's how Pecube is different. Uh, all of our software is built around understanding pets and uh, you know interacting with them and providing better care with the built-in vet chat and things like that. But uh, I mean, it's it's really fun to be competing against these uh, giants and very well respected companies and the products they make, and especially you know when you uh, have uh, one or another reporter in their review saying, "Oh, I like this camera more than Blink," and I'm like, "Okay, Blink is owned by Amazon, uh, one of the most expensive companies in the like one of the largest companies in the world." I'm like, okay, we're doing well if we can make a product better than those guys can. And I understand that early on, you moved your headquarters from Kiev to San Francisco, California, but that you still have an R&D office in Kiev? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we, have, uh, we have always had an office in Kiev, and it, it was always our largest office. So since the beginning, we were kind of in between three continents. Uh, we had engineering, design, back office, uh, most of our team in Kiev, um, and then we had manufacturing in China, in Shenzhen, and that's kind of world's capital for manufacturing. Samsung and Apple and many other prominent companies are being manufactured there. And we had our head office for sales and marketing in California, and Pekibiz is a U.S. incorporated company. So I would spend a lot of my time in San Francisco just recruiting some of the top talent, just learning from, again, some of the top talent, fundraising, and a lot of things like that. And how was fundraising in the early days? Did you basically bootstrap the company, or did you go for outside investors? Yeah, you know, we, we had it all the possible ways. So uh, we started off, you know, in the very early days of the company, we set on the target to be a globally relevant company, a world's leader in technology, like software and hardware for pets and pet parents. That was a very ambitious goal. Uh, and we knew that we, we will have an office in, in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, and we will play this uh, kind of startups rule book, right? We will raise venture capital, we will invest it into R&D, we will build a brand, and we will go after the, the biggest, world's biggest market, which is in the U.S. Um, so for the first year, we invested about $40,000 of our own savings, and it was for 
three 23-year-old guys with a couple years of experience behind their belts each. That was uh, pretty much all of our savings. And then after that, we raised some seed funding. And after that, we raised first round of venture funding, another round of venture funding. And I was, I was the person who was dealing with that. So, uh, you know, over the course of the company, we raised about $25 million in funding, uh, which is quite a lot of money and it's probably one of the, one of the bigger, you know, fundraising track records for a company with the Ukrainian roots. I was pretty involved in this for the first maybe six years of the company, six to seven years of the company. And fundraising takes a lot of time. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend to spend too much time on it. You know, sometimes I, I think, well, maybe maybe we're spending too much time fundraising and uh, kind of chasing this, uh, you know, venture, uh, venture returns. But it helped to build out a really powerful technology, a powerful brand. And so far, pretty happy with how it went. And can you talk a little bit about some of your new products that have come down the line since 2017? Sure, yeah. Um, um, I mean, we've been leveraging and thinking a lot about how we could use um, machine learning technologies to analyze all the video data that goes through the cameras and um, mine it for insights about pets' health. And we've launched a couple of software products like PetCube Care is this cloud video storage that allows you to see what your pet was doing when, when you were not at home. And based on that kind of cloud video storage service, we uh, have introduced the artificial intelligence powered service, which can detect the cat or dog or human uh, on your video or barking or meowing on, on the audio. And the, the service that's about to be introduced is being uh, kind of tested on a small set of users now is um, something we call uh, activity tracking, which uh, basically tracks your pet's activity during the day and whenever uh, the activity is abnormal, it will notify you and it will recommend you to talk to a vet or consult um, a specialist. So uh, that's kind of set of services there based on video history and intelligent understanding of what's going on with your pet when you're not at home. So in, in this way, PetCube kind of turns into this, this smart dog watching nanny. And another thing we have launched earlier this year was a service that we call Vet Chat, and actually every person who buys a PetQ device get, gets one vet consultation for free. And then from within the app, uh, they can just talk to a certified veterinarian any time of the day, you know, almost immediately, and get advice or consultation on whatever they're worried about. And this is um, a subscription service. Uh, it costs uh, $4.99 a month, which is an incredibly affordable price. Uh, it's uh, five to ten times more affordable than some of the competing offers. So I'm really proud of that, and that's kind of relevant in the time of uh, pandemics when you, you don't want to, you know, be spending your time going to the doctor physically when when you can avoid it by just virtual consultation and all telemedicine for 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 pets. And then on the devices side, we have recently launched um, a product that is called uh, PetCube Cam, 
and it's been our reaction to to uh, many of the requests we've had from our customers to make more affordable products so our um, first products were more in a premium segment with costs $199 for picky play with a laser or $249 for picky bites with a treat dispenser and that would have this beautiful aluminum used in in the design and look would look really cool and uh, we have launched PayCube Cam that is currently available for Amazon just for $39.99. It is uh, just a camera. It doesn't have like an interactive tool like a laser or a treat dispenser. But it's a really good camera and it works with all of our software. So if you have, uh, you know, Play or Bytes devices, that will work together. And most importantly, it has also uh, features like activity detection or vet consultation this is like the, the best camera for a pet parent and it is affordable actually the most affordable camera we've ever had uh, so uh, it's been quite a lot of uh, different interesting new launches uh, over these years so in addition to Amazon where else are your products sold so that's a good one uh, we've uh, you know, some time ago, maybe two years ago, we, we were selling in uh, many different retailers around the United States. We were in over 5,000 different retail stores in the States and uh, another around 18 countries around the globe. So it was a big push. And then what we saw happening is that that retail model uh, just doesn't work well for us. Uh, it requires a lot of investment that, in the best case, just kind of break even, and in the bad case, they uh, are unprofitable for us. So we changed the, the sales challenge strategy. So in the U.S., uh, you can uh, now get uh, PayCube only in online stores. It's Amazon. As of recently, it's also Walmart.com, and there might be a couple others down the road in the U.S., and then currently packages are also available in Australia and launching in Canada soon. And I think we'll be expanding more with, with the newer devices to other countries, uh, but mostly with an online distribution model as uh, that's kind of the, the conclusion we came to that that is the model that works best and scales the best. Yeah, Slav, unfortunately, we're out of time. But I did want to ask you one last question. I understand that you do spend a fair amount of time traveling, not necessarily right now in the days of the pandemic, but you have been out there talking to young entrepreneurs, trying to convince them of the global opportunities that are out there. Can you comment on that? Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, as I, as I talk to entrepreneurs from different countries and through Y Combinator community and other opportunities, what I see is that both in the United States, uh, mostly outside of Silicon Valley, and more globally around the world, the, 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 there is a lack of lack of real innovation and lack of really impactful global ideas. And I'm seeing people solving problems or like creating products like sticker packs for messaging apps when there are so many challenges around the world where where the real money can be made i know take education or global warming or justice or uh, media or poverty 
there are many areas where money can be made. There's like in countries like Ukraine, you have lots of resources that are not being used properly, not creating added value, like uh, be it lumber or coal or iron or uh, many opportunities around those areas exist if you approach them with an innovator's mindset with a kind of startup playbook if you go basically if you think about global or american capital markets and kind of your markets for consumers but then you use intellectual power and other resources of the countries around the globe where they're sometimes three five times maybe sometimes ten times less expensive than they are in the united states if an entrepreneur can connect to those two worlds they all become incredibly successful and that's kind of the, the blueprint i believe in yanislav thanks so much for your time and for coming on made in ukraine today thank you i have been speaking with yaroslav ajnuk who is the ceo and a founder of the ukrainian company petcube and this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT companies and their efforts to go global. Until next time, that's all for now.